Crowhill here from Beer and Conversation with Pigweed and Crowhill. Today we review an IPA and do a five for five. Hello and welcome to Beer and Conversation with Pigweed and Crowhill. Good evening, Pigweed. Good evening, Crow Hill. So what's, uh, you know, I'm not going to ask what's on your mind because it's really not relevant today. Yeah, I, I, I got know, five things on my mind. Five things on your mind because today, you know, we have all these topics that we like to do and some of them require a whole show and some of them don't. So sometimes we lump them together and we try to do five topics in five minutes. Each. So each <laughs> not, right? not total. Yeah, not total. Right. So we're, uh, we're but first, we're still going to do a beer review. We've got... Um, just a quick beer review on Little Something Something from Wagonitas. Now, Wagonitas is a fantastic brewery. Yes, and, and, they're, and they're a little silly. Yeah. And they uh, make great beer. <clears throat> and this uh, Little Something Something is uh, a seasonal. It's a yeah. spring beer. And uh, I always look forward to it. And usually it's, it's usually a little pricey. Uh, but I always I figure, well, it's good for once a year. It was nine ninety nine. I don't That's know what that No, okay. it's perfect. So this special ale, it says, is kind of like its own thing. It's got... A lot of wheat. It's rich with hops. It finishes dry. We've watched with some amusement as beer the beer mumblers, whoever they are, argue over how it, how to classify it. Now, so I'm with them in this whole classification thing. I get I get on on most of their beers. It says uh, uh, beer speaks, people mumble. Okay. So on on the one hand. You have to have classification so that when the label says that it's a whatever, that you know what that is. So I get that. And, right, and, the, and the consumer wants to have an idea what he's, what he's getting into. Exactly. So I, so I understand that. But what I don't understand is when you make some kind of a beer and you're like trying, you make this new thing. And people insist on putting it in a category. Right. It's like, well, wait, no, no, just try the beer. Tell me what you think. <laughs> yeah. You know? Forget the category stuff. But wagon, oh, wow, what I aroma. Know. Man. I know it. Man, the aroma on this thing is great. Mm. Ah, yeah, that's very nice. That's it does have a dry finish. Yep, it's it's really something. It's it's a little it something. Does, yeah, it's, it's a little something, something, and uh, yeah, it does as usual. They don't give you too much information. It is a seven and a half, right, right where you would have won uh, your IPAs, yep. and uh, yeah, IBUs are they're big time. Delicious. All right, so here we go. I'm going to start the clock. You ready for number one? Yeah. All right, so uh, I was thinking, if I was to make a commitment, so if, if you have an, a, a, an opinion on something, yeah, which I've been known to have, <laughs> uh, but sometimes they're, you know, sometimes they're well informed, and sometimes it's just a general feeling, and, and I'm just some, some I'm, you hold too loosely, and some you don't. Yeah, you know? sometimes I'm just bloviating in a bar or a campsite, and mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I really know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. If I were to do a couple of things, say, uh, spend some give give money to an organization, okay. Or uh, or what or, or, or what else? Uh, Get in uh, trouble. Sign, sign, sign a arrest. Sign a petition. Yeah, that's got my name okay. on it. Yep. Right. Or say, say it publicly so that everybody can know that that's your position. Right? Yeah. Then I would want to be or march in the streets. Sure. And, and, yeah. I, then those cases, I would want to be a little bit more sure of my position. Yeah. And make sure do do these people really represent what I think? Let me investigate this a little bit further before I commit to you know, right. uh, you know my to you know to what putting my name out there. Sure. So Not just like you would join, join a group or or join a march or whatever it is. You want to know 
Do I really want to be associated with these people? Right. And are they are they on the right side of this? So yes. I would say lots of anti BLM, Antifa, defund the police marches are based on the idea that, and you hear it all the time, cops are just committed to taking the lives of unarmed uh, minorities and yeah. terrorizing minority neighborhoods. Right. Yeah. So which, so, which, if it's true, I would be marching with them. Well, let's take a look here. Yeah. So right. somebody did a poll. Which measures your your uh, what your your uh, political proclivity? Okay, against against your belief in how many unarmed black men are killed in a year, and this is a particular year of well, the last time they had statistics for us, twenty nineteen. So in other words, they're going around and they're asking people how many unarmed what, uh, black men. What, do you, you uh, what is your what is your political from? Uh, very liberal, liberal, moderate, conservative, and very conservative. So okay. you, you, yeah. you can pick one of these five. So self-identified by your uh, thing. And, and then the, you're and the question say, is... And then you're going to say, how many unarmed black men were killed by police in 2019? And you have five choices. Okay. Right? All right. The blue, right? Okay. So, okay. These are the choices. About 10, about 100, about 1,000, about 10,000, more than 10,000. That, gosh, more than 10,000. That's a lot. Okay. So if we look at this chart, it's quite a colorful chart. Um, very liberal. Wow. So um, seven point, uh, approximately 8, 8% of very liberal respondents believe that more than 10,000 unarmed black men. But uh, hold on. Add these three up for me because I can't. <clears throat> That's so, so, okay. So, here, so, so what's so? <laughs> a thousand. So we got. 31, 15, and 8, so that's uh, 22, let's say 51. So, in the very liberal, 51% of the population think there is, at a minimum, uh, a thousand a, people. Somewhere between a thousand and more than 1,000. More than 10,000. And more than 10,000. Right. Right, so if you just did a big grouping. So, what is, would you say, over 50%? That's, that's 45 plus 8, 53. Yeah, 53% of very liberal people think that somewhere between 1,000 and up to more than 10,000 unarmed black men are killed by the police. Right. Uh, spoiler, spoiler alert, it's closer to about 10. Okay, the, the actual truth. Yeah, the actual truth is <laughs> right. 13. Okay. And so, of, of the very liberals, 15% said the... Well, that's, that's actually encouraging. <laughs> it is encouraging. It is encouraging. And so, let's just do the extremes, because we only sure. have five minutes. Right. At so, the very conservative end, that, sh that small number of about 10 was... Yeah, 46% of 40, conservatives. 46%. So, so, the, so, conservatives have much better... Uh, reality index on this one. But if you were to look, even among conservatives, if you were to add up this 13, 14, 15, 16, plus 4, 20, 20% 20 of very conservative people still are in that 1,000 to more, to more than, than 10,000. 10, right. And so, as I'm, as I'm looking at the, the mayhem in the streets, thinking, uh, uh, what are, what's going on here? Do, do you really think that, that uh, black or that yeah, that, that black men are just discriminately, indiscriminately killed. If you, thought, if I thought that, then I thought, then I looked at these numbers. I'm like, 
If I thought more than 10,000 people? I know. Yeah, yeah. sure, I'd be out of there. Course, of course I'd be protesting. <laughs> but, yeah. I, you know, I would have researched the numbers a little bit. And, and said, it turned out uh, to be and, false. And it turned yeah. out to be entirely false. But yeah. it's very, It's. I thought it was an interesting... Uh, it's very telling. It's very telling. If this were true, I would be marching with them. I right? mean, yeah, even at, the, even at this lower end, even a thousand I know. is ridiculous. It's crazy. But right. you don't, you have no idea that it's closer to 10? Yeah. But you're still marching because you haven't done any research. Because all you've done is listen to, uh, or maybe you're just looking for the chance to loot a target. Uh, <laughs> all right, okay. So there's five. The first five. Let's go for the second one. Fat shaming. <laughs> so, so, so this there's this persistent idea that that fat people are fat because they're lazy and they eat too much, and if they just had some self control then they would be able to be thin, right? And that's a that's a very persistent yeah. idea that people have. I was listening to uh, a Jordan Peterson conversation with some uh, journalist, and she asked him, like, what was something that you changed your mind about recently? And he, he identified um, the question of whether people who are fat are fat because of their own bad choices their own bad choices or whether there's a biological or some other kind of component to it yeah and he he said that he's he thinks that he didn't give enough credit to the idea that there could be some biological components to it and i've i've kind of followed this a little bit over the years and I've seen more and more articles supporting, ah, go ahead, uh. <laughs> supporting the idea that there are, there are some weird things that affect obesity, like like your gut biome. Um, there there are some other kinds of. I mean, there are cultural things. There are cultural things, yes. Which I, which I, which uh, which I buy that you know, <clears throat> a, a, a long tradition of being, uh, you know. Chinese cultures where everybody lives on a very low calorie diet, yeah. and then all of a sudden they move to the United States and they get and they balloon up yes. huge. So you know, yeah, okay, that's, yes. I get so, that, but so there's, but, there's but clearly, not clearly. Let me hear your biomes or whatever. <laughs> so there clearly is a component of what you eat and how much you eat and culture and and habits and all that. That's obviously that has is a component, but the the question is. Is there also, at least to some extent, some people just have the, you know, their, their system, their their biology, their genes, their gut biome, their whatever the heck it is, makes it harder for them to lose weight. Nah, you don't think so? Not really. Well, <clears throat> unless it's unless it's one of those unless you're you're, you're you know the Tarahumara in Mexico, they're they, they're the Indians that live around the Copper Canyon. They just run up and down, basically the size of the Grand Canyon. You know, they're the, the Kenyans of Mexico. They win all the they win all the the, the marathons, and they're just used to running all the time. Mm -hmm. Now, if you go to a town near this rim, yeah, that is now just a regular Mexican town. Bunch of huge fat asses. Uh, because their bodies are set up for, uh, you know, for burning lots of calories in this low calorie thing. Okay. So yeah. So, so I, get, I get that there. there. Is, obviously, but there is a, in that in that, but only in in that sense. There there obviously is a a behavioral component to it. But but let's let's just take for a I'm moment. About, what about the shaming? Let's just okay. talk about the So somebody on Instagram puts a picture of their. Uh, this is what aggravates me. Somebody on Instagram puts a picture of them in a bikini. Mm -hmm. Well, somebody's going to bitch about it, yeah. right? You're fat. Then somebody else says, you're mean for saying that she's fat. 
And then this exchange between the stupid picture and the reaction and the the other reaction. Now this becomes a story that I have to read. Uh, 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 uh. It's like that's that that is definitely an annoying part of this. But the part the part that annoys me more is even if we grant that that there might be some biological whatever component to make certain people fat. Okay, it's also true that being obese is. Is unhealthy. It's unhealthy, and it's related to a lot of other kinds of problems. So this idea of of saying, okay, the, the one question is, should we blame people for being fat? That's one question. But the other question is, should we then say, no, let's let's be body positive about being fat? And, that's and, and, that's and, the part that embrace fatness. Yes, exactly. That's the part where I think they've gone completely off the rails. If if you want to say that. That there's a biological component, that there's other things that people can't control. And there's something wrong with you for not finding enormously fat people attractive. Well, that's another component. Which is part of the body positive thing that, you know, that now you're the problem. Yes. Without without recognizing. Although, do you remember remember this pinch an inch, the special K commercials? Like, really? An inch? An inch. I mean, you're like one of the few people that can actually only pinch an inch. Pinch an inch. That's a that's a pretty low that's a pretty, pretty low bar for that's we'll consider standard. A, 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 anything above an inch is fat. Well, you're looking at everybody. So, just my conclusion here right. is is um is it's one thing to say that you shouldn't blame you shouldn't necessarily blame somebody for being fat. Okay, that's one thing. But to take that to the extent of saying body positive about fat, that's a step too far. I see. So you're saying, uh. You, it's okay. To, it, we should encourage having sympathy. Yes, but not promoting a four hundred pound woman in a bikini. Exactly right. That's that's the point. All right, that's, All right. that's that one. So let's start the next one. Okay. Well, what the heck? LSD? Well, I mean, psilocybin therapy. <laughs> yeah. What is so this, this? This is this is crazy, and it's crazy on on, on multiple levels. Here we can take a deep dive. All right. So psilocybin. Yeah. Is the stuff in magic mushrooms? Yeah. Okay. Right? And what they've found is that a psilocybin trip can be four times more effective than antidepressants in treating... Whoa! Now... Interesting. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Rather than, like, rather than, like, long, I mean, long-term sustained antidepressants, you can, you can get, you can get that much uh, results in a single, or, 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 or is it... That's the set. You do sessions of these mushrooms. My my understanding. Now you got my attention. (laughs) My understanding is that like a single trip on magic mushrooms Ah. has tremendous effect in getting rid. Now this is only only a couple studies, and it hasn't been right. But it's not like here. Here's some mushrooms. uh, The the doctor says here's some mushrooms. Go party with your buddies on a camping trip. Uh, is it like a guided, you know, uh, therapy session? Well, that's an interesting point because if you just like say, "Here, take these mushrooms and go home," then <laughs> you can take your kids to school. <laughs> exactly, you don't know what's going to happen because I mean, I've I've never taken magic mushrooms. Well, but, I got some friends, but yeah. but I I can imagine that you could have some pretty trippy experiences and. You know, you all of a sudden you uh, think it seemed your to me, children was, are goblins it seemed to me or something. Within a therapeutic se- uh, setting, yeah, exactly. Like you, like you know, there are people. I know some people who've had to have those overnight sleep therapy things. Okay, where they, like you sleep in a controlled environment where they're measuring you, mm. your breath, and all that mm. kind of stuff. Well, I could imagine that. You know, where they say, "Okay, we're going to put you in this room, 
We're going to give you these magic mushrooms, and you're going to have a choice each trip. Or, or, or we're going to, while you're, while you're in this state, we're going to walk you through your issues of your childhood and okay. your previous relationship or yeah. whatever, and maybe under under this experience, you know. Yeah, doc, my maybe. mom had three heads and four arms. <laughs> I can't live with that. <laughs> right, so... So apparently this is useful in two cases. It's useful for depression. All right. And it's also useful for end-of-life anxiety. Hmm. Like people... So so the thing... Here's the thing that, that I wonder about with all hmm. this is... When you're when you're on a I mean, trip for magic mushrooms, exactly everybody does. But when you're when you're on a magic mushroom trip, you've you've disconnected your brain from reality, right? You're starting to see things, patterns that don't exist. You're starting to see things that aren't really there. You're starting to make connections that aren't real. Is it? Let's say, just for the sake of argument, that this is true, and that having somebody have some surreal, crazy trip where they believe things that are nonsense well, well, is but helpful. I know a, a friend uh -huh. who has had these experiences. Right. And, uh, no, you're, you're not seeing things that aren't there or... Well, some people do. On... I, I mean, maybe, maybe blown out LSD, but it's more of an emotional experience. And so maybe that's... Uh, hmm. You know, like you know, like, like sometimes you know that 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 breakthrough, yeah. like when you have finally admitted some feelings that you've never admitted ah, before, or I uh, that's uh, that's what I'm get the sense that I'm getting is that it's kind of the it's that you're you've let your defenses down far enough that you can actually address what the real problem is, ah, well, that's and that maybe that's it that, that they found that. This is actually more effective than well, uh, an, an antidepressant, which probably just makes you not want to makes you, sleep makes you not want yeah. or not want to address the thing. Yeah. Right? It's like you know what the, the antidepressant peel might feel like. Well, I guess maybe things are okay after. Well, that all. that actually relates to something I heard today, which is that if you have something that's like many years in your past that you're still you're still upset about it. Still makes you angry. Yeah, still I still get you... a couple of those. Okay, so so here is supposedly the way to get rid of that is to sit down and write it all out very carefully. Do I have to call that person and apologize? No, or... well, I don't know, but but <laughs> the idea is if you write it out very carefully, that that kind of helps you get past it. In right. Some way. Yeah. So, so what yeah, you're saying, yeah, yeah. what you're saying about somebody on a mushroom trip having, like. Maybe it's it's allowing them to get past something. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that, well, that's that's the that, that's how I could imagine this being uh, helpful, yeah. but in a controlled environment, not not take this home and call me in the morning. Right. Uh, okay. So that's that's it for that one. Uh, now we come to a really fun one. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> wow. So well, meta humans. Now I tell you what. You sent this to me. Uh, I looked at it for five seconds, and I could not, and I went immediately, this could say something more about me than, than what this process is. Right. I went immediately negative. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So, so I saw this link to this, uh, these videos of AI-generated uh, people, and it was just faces, ah. and they were, they were talking, and, you know, the voices sounded real. Which we are, we're all relatively familiar with that. Voice technology is getting good. But the faces looked <laughs> convincing. Sick. 
Yeah. The the the, the like the hair, how, the, the how the, the expressions face. corresponded yes. with the speech. Yeah. Uh, I, I I've even seen. Did you see the Beowulf? I did. Uh, I did. And yeah. you know what? That was early. Yeah. Uh, so she looked like Angelina Jolie. He looked like Ray, whatever his name was. Uh, they looked very much like them, and they moved very realistically. However, you know, at, a, still at, a, primitive. at a like a ninety-five percent way, like yeah. you're like, yeah, but it's still a very good fakey. Yes, but but this one. Oh, when boy. I watched this, my Off my immediate, my immediate reaction to this was, will actors be necessary? Well, uh, was that yours? Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah. because I thought, I thought like a year from now, if you can just if you can just program an actor to do whatever the heck you want, right. look however you so want. So I clicked on this one here. This link was this person does not exist. Right. And so when you get there, you get so what what the thing that you showed me was a video of them speaking and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. This was just stills, and it was just, it was just fun little. Computer game to pick the real person versus the computer-generated person. Oh. Yeah. You're just guessing. Wow. You're just guessing. Wow. It was that hard? Yes. No I, no idea. Now, the speaking one, I, I tell you what, like I said, the 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 Beowulf was a 95. This was a 99 and a half. Like, mm -hmm. every once in a while, you get some glimmer only because you were looking for it. Mm -hmm. If nobody told me that, that, that I should be looking for a possible computer defect in right. this simulation... Yeah. I don't know you, if I would have yeah. seen. So, anyway, so go ahead. So, so, so your, your first reaction was that actors might not be necessary. Yeah, right, exactly. Like if you wanted to do a low budget film, I know. and and you could just like use AI to create characters. Good grief! I mean, why, why are you going to pay somebody? But don't money? you need? I think in in the the Beowulf that I was referring to, I think it's still the actor with a bunch of probes on them. Still moving through. Uh, maybe, like, I don't know, like but the way Gollum is done in Lord but, of the Rings. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But would, so, would you need that in this anyway? So, so oh, but all I went through deep fakes. Yeah, imagine, imagine a situation where the most uh, popular, top-grossing actor in the world is AI. No, I want to imagine, imagine me being on the stand and then saying, this is you buying drugs from that guy. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's a total fake. It's a total fake. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, or, which they did say, actually, if the person who knows about this technology mm -hmm. would get their hands on that, mm -hmm. they would go, all right. You know, you just read the code. And, well, uh, now. That, now that's they all it. But what if it's something else where you... Uh, Something scandalous mm. because uh, people don't read the retraction on page A15 right. three days later. That's right. So it comes out that Crow Hill has done this horrible thing. It's everybody's outraged. Later on, you, some geek says, Guess what? That was a deep fake. Nobody cares. I'm, I'm going to save that excuse, you know. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. It's yeah. like, you, what? You haven't heard about the deep fakes, yeah, honey? Are you kidding? Of course it was a deep fake. I was a setup. Jeez, everybody knows that. That, that wasn't me drinking that beer. Jeez. What are you talking about? Yeah. So, so there, anyway, or, or, this technology is getting, it is getting so scarily good. But like I said, uh, except for maybe robbing, <laughs> robbing actors out of their jobs, I see so much more downside than upside yeah. of that. I'm so, not sure. I mean, except for just the fascination of looking at it. Here was the one thing. The thing that, when I was watching these videos, 
you're looking for things that look wrong, right? right? And here was the weird thing. The thing that looked wrong to me was the teeth. I saw a Which, little bit of incongruity between <coughs> lip movement and word, hmm. but just because I was just staring down there. Because you were you looking for it. But yeah. you were staring at the teeth, and you yeah. said, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stare at the teeth. They just teeth jumped out of me. I don't, and if the, here's the thing. is if, Of all the things on a human face, I would think teeth uh, would be the easiest thing to you do. You know, the, the, uh, the way that wispy hair flows around. I know, that, would be, that would be That yeah. would be hard. But those, I didn't see any problem with that. Like, I know. It's all great. Like, uh, wait, you know, the... the as the as the head turned left and right, the way that the uh, the, the the light hit the face, right, totally one hundred percent. Yeah. So it's a new it's a new world. All right, we're done with that one. Here we go. Oh no! Now we get to the really really well, fun. Well, the science the science the science. Believe the science. Okay. This this is a science story, and we want to make sure that everybody listening believes the science on this. Well, uh, this is interesting. So let's let's see this here. While the general allure of women's breasts aren't a huge mystery, uh, we find that there are, you know, because we understand the general allure, but let's see the science. We've yeah. been told for a year yeah. to, to trust. trust the science and follow the science. And what we found is that staring at breasts is, uh, is very good for you. In a variety of studies. And so let's just go down through the, uh, the scientifically established that okay. men prefer. Okay. So generally speaking, this is actually, this is actually a surprise to me. Okay. That generally speaking, men prefer medium-sized boots. Well, what do you know? A C cup is supposed to be the, like the, the... Right? Men like them right down the middle. Yeah. So, uh, enough to know that they're there and, but not so much that they seem awkward or cumbersome, I guess. But, for the, for the weird oh, no, reason... I got no problem with the knees. I'm just telling you. But go ahead. So, so the weird thing is that varies by socioeconomic status. Well, isn't that interesting? Yeah, so, so, so rich rich people, <laughs> this, is, this is really bizarre, rich people, rich men apparently prefer small boobs, and poor men apparently prefer large boobs. Yeah, so the study published in the Journal of Socioeconomics found that men with less financial stability gravitate towards larger breasts, while wealthier men are more attracted to smaller ones. You know, if, let's try to, like, let's try to just play the e evolutionary yeah. psychology yeah, game. Yeah, I love moment. that game, and, because and it's imagine, only a game. And it is only a game. And imagine, like, why that would be. I suppose if you have less economic financial stability, then, then you want to make sure that your children are still going to get fed even when you can't put food on the table. <laughs> And, so, and you figure, like, that's the food source. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, that's the only thing I can do with that one. It's, it's, uh, okay. it's all science. Yeah, it's, it's all science. So there's, um, yeah, being a dad changes how you think about boobs. So, on this, the, so the study found that men who did not have kids wanted them, uh, but, but wanted them, them were generally into larger boobs, and dudes who had no familial aspirations were content with smaller pairs. Yeah, well, that makes a lot so, of sense. Okay, again, you're kind of going back, yeah, to, back to biology. Uh, I want my kid to be fed. <laughs> I want my kid to be fed. Yeah, yeah, and you're going. Uh, I'm not really need to be a dad, but uh, yeah. But the the one finding on here that was the I thought the most significance was that um, 
Are we missing something? Hold on, we got. I thought it was. I thought. Hold on, I thought it was five. All right, maybe it's only four. So we've got. Right. So we've got average size, the, your dadliness, mm -hmm. the money you make. Right. And then this one, which which is the most important, which is there's some evidence that staring at boobs may increase a man's longevity. <laughs> of course it does. So the the thing that I thought was the most interesting about this is you know. When you sign up for life insurance, they ask you stuff like, do you jump out of planes? Do you ride a motorcycle? Do you smoke? Do you, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. do, how do much you exercise do you get? How much exercise do you get? Are you overweight? They take a blood test. They've got all these things. Is there going to be a deduction on your life insurance for whether you look at boobs for 10 minutes a day? Yeah, because the, the long-term effect... Uh, had to do with uh, blood pressure, <laughs> so it's uh, you know so of course all activity that the, the, they inter encourage your activity in order to what you need to spend a certain amount of time getting your heart rate up. That's right. And uh, if it just turns out that staring at boobs for ten minutes a day was a good was good for a man's cardiovascular health, now, could you imagine that if like the doctor <laughs> prescribed that? You like you come home you come home from the doctor with a prescription. Right. That says, "I want you to stare at boobs for ten minutes a day." All right, and 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 if your if your wife doesn't have a particularly uh, a, a set of boobs that gets your heart rate up, you just uh, say, "Honey, uh, uh, I've got a prescription here. Uh, going down to the doctor's orders. Doctor, oh, doctor's orders. <laughs> I'm going down to the Starlight Lounge." Uh, and uh, get my heart rate up. Now, we are not advocating any of this stuff. We're just trying to follow the science. Well, you know, that's what I've been hearing for a year. I know. We've been told over and over again that we have to follow the science. All right. Oh, All right. my goodness. All right. You're okay, going to get me fired. You, you, I know. You, you, I know. You, I know. You know so that's... Knuckle dragon so, Neanderthal. <laughs> no, I've got, I've got a man of the week that uh, I don't have anything to show you for this. Um, it's a colleague of mine. Oh, right? good. Well, right. we've got a so right, so an acquaintance, an acquaintance, uh, a professional, professional colleague of mine who found out that a lot of the elderly people in his neighborhood, okay, were having a hard time getting uh, the vaccine for the virus. Mm. So what he did was he he hacked some code to find out how to get appointments at local Rite Aids. Okay. Yeah. So he does, he wrote some computer code that would basically ping all the Rite Aids in his neighborhood every couple seconds to find out whether there was a um, an opening, an opening, and if there was an opening. It so, would so, so, he, so he he's not uh, taking some healthy twenty five year old to butt in front of uh, grandma. Exactly. He's trying to help grandma get get her shot. So so what he's doing is he finds a bunch of people in his neighborhood who haven't got the vaccine yet, who, you know, should because yeah. they're elderly and they're in a high-risk group. And he's got this, he designed this code to find uh, opportunities for them, to make reservations for them, and to get them there so they can get their shots. How about that? It's just a lovely thing to that do. That is a good thing to use with your geekology. Exactly. I mean, here you take, here you take your geekology and you apply it to help right. instead, people. Right. Instead of hacking into somebody's... Computer account, right, and try to steal their money. He's trying to, exactly trying to do something, to, do something help, helpful. You know, Aunt Betty down the street. Yeah. Now, speaking of which, uh, you have to do all this online. My dad has no idea what a, how to turn a computer on. Right. 
aren't there aren't there eighty five year olds like my dad who don't have active sons in their lives? Yeah, there you what go. Are they, what are they? What are these people even doing? I, I don't know. Well, well, my friend is doing this all on behalf of these exactly. people. Exactly. So, yeah. so we need. We need people like Hill's friends yeah. to uh, be the man of the week and the man, well the man of the year. Yeah, All well right. done.